this truck has naughty words. Welcome to the Sexy Selfish Podcast Series. I'm your host, Shona Gates. I'm a women's life coach, success strategist, and a self-proclaimed badass. And I'm here to help you rediscover your authentic self, stop delaying your happiness, and step into your truth. This podcast has been created to connect, inspire, and nurture mums who want more. Are you ready? Sexy Selfish Podcast. Today we are talking about relationships, we're talking about business, we're talking about coaching and really stepping up into the next level of you and how to do that without ending up in arguments with your partner every single day. So can you guess the number one money block that I hear from women over and over and over again? It's (laughs) pretty obvious to me but maybe not obvious to everyone. And that is the comment, I just have to ask my husband. Now, I hear this maybe twice a day, and I'm sure other coaches out there maybe hear it more, maybe hear it less. But every time it comes to making a decision about pretty much anything, I have this comment that keeps popping up with my clients, that is, I just have to ask my husband. Now, half of me wants to absolutely scream at the top of my lungs when I hear this. I want to shake them by the shoulders. I want to give them a good slap across the head and just be like, oh my God, oh my God, do you hear yourself? Part of me, it makes me really, really angry to hear that. Like, damn, this patriarchal system. But the other half of me is actually super understanding and super proud of them. And you might be wondering why, but it's because I get it. I totally get it. So there's these two half of me, two sides of me battling all those emotions at once when I when someone says, I just have to ask my husband because I get it. In the past, I used the husband excuse all the time. I just have to ask my husband and I'll let you know. This was kind of like my standard cop-out for everything. But at the same time, If they're going to get off the phone and go and have a conversation with their husband before making an important decision that's maybe regarding, um, you know, $500,000, you know, $500 to $1,000 and upwards, I really applaud the fact that they're, you know, trying to involve their partner in their decisions. They make their decisions as a family unit, um, you know, and I think that's so great. And it's actually, you know, I do it with my husband. We have a rule like if it's over $500 we just need to let each other know what's happening Um, and it's not so much that I'm asking for permission or he's asking my permission it's like a courtesy thing we both make the money we both raise the kids we both you know make each other aware of what's happening in our life I guess but at the same point it definitely is an excuse that a lot of us use because we don't actually have those conversations. We don't actually get off the phone and let our partner know what we're doing. It's just this easy out for a lot of us. So in the past, I use the husband excuse like all, all the time. I mean, for everything. 
I just have to ask my husband and I'll let you know. That was kind of my standard cop out for every time that I didn't want to do something. Every time something I thought was out of my price range or even for things that I just wasn't into. Like I knew on a level that this wasn't my vibe, but I kind of didn't want to sound like a jerk and say, I'm not interested or I don't think you're the right person to work with on this. So I would just say, Oh, I, I just have to check with my husband. I just have to check with Aaron. Um, and really, I just should have said, I'm just not interested in what you have to offer. Now, I to- now I totally say thanks, but it's just not my vibe. Or I say thank you, but it's just not a priority for me right now. And I've even done that this week. Um, you know, I've got an amazing, amazing woman who's going to do some pr- uh, proofreading and some copywriting for me. Um and we kind of, we touched base about it and I said, yes, this is something I need to do. She sent me a quote and then she followed up with me, which is like standard. Everyone does that. I do that with my clients. And I realized instead of saying like, um, I'm just really busy right now, or I just don't have the money right now, which was all not true. I just decided to be like fully presently honest with it. And I just said, Hey babe, this is something I know I need to do, but total transparency. It's just not a priority for me right now, like this week, but can we chat first week of April? I'll pay a deposit and we'll deal with it then. And I just felt so much better for being totally honest about it instead of using like the husband excuse like I would have previously because it's easy to kind of like scapegoat that issue. And the husband excuse is a a thing that a lot of women understand. And it's like previous times in my marriage, my husband has used the wife excuse or the handbrake, they call it when we joke about being a handbrake. Because there's sometimes he doesn't want to do things that all of his friends wanted to do. And, you know, we had kids a lot younger than all of our friends. They, you know, some, most of them don't even have kids and our kids are like seven and five. They don't even have kids. So they're like on these all-week benders or these, um, you know, big boys trips or town strippers, things like this. And my husband just genuinely doesn't want to do it. It's just not what he's interested in, even though he loves these guys to death. And I'm like, babe, you can blame it on me if you want to. And it's kind of like easier. It's easier to say, oh no, Shona won't let me. Um, Or, you know, it's just, you know, she doesn't think it's a good idea. I've got to look after the kids or something like this rather than say, hey guys, I'm just not interested in what you're interested in anymore. So I understand it. I understand I have to ask my husband on both sides of it. And I see the times when it is genuinely something people need to have a conversation about. But I also see the times when it's just a bullshit excuse too. So now I have no problem saying thanks, but it's just not my vibe. But back then I used to use my darling husband as an excuse like every single time. It was a cop out and it was cowardly because my husband wasn't really the bad guy. But on the flip side of that, if it's not an excuse, if these beautiful women, you, me, all of us are actually stopping and pausing before making a decision to communicate with their partner before making those big decisions, then I totally applaud them. Like you go Glenn Coco, like I want to clap, I want to send them a hug and I'm like, yes, communication. Because that is so important in any relationship. But let's be super honest right now. And I'm, I'm, I know I'm guilty of this before. That's why I know that I can say it right now and I'm not going to piss off and offend people because I have been guilty of doing this as well. Sometimes we say, I've just got to ask my husband and I'll let you know, and we never do it or we set ourselves up for failure 
before. Like we, we fill in the gaps and before we even have that conversation, we've decided that, you know, I know he's never going to say yes to this or he's not going to let me do it or it's just too much money or X, Y, Z. We've already like put that in the wrong intention out there. So it doesn't happen. Either the conversation doesn't happen or we don't go about it the right way to actually get the result that we want. So it never, sometimes it doesn't even happen, the conversation. These conversations like hardly ever happen. Let's be honest, because us as women, we have this really strong sense of like not wanting to um, piss off our partners, especially the men in our life. And this is nothing specifically like I'm saying your husband is awful or your husband would threaten you or anything like that. But it is an instinct within us as women They are like stronger than us they are bigger than us they can overpower us really quickly if you ask um i think it was like in a study done recently 80 percent of women if they walked into a room full of men there is an inbuilt fear in us that you know they they do have the potential to kill us um so without going into that but there's an inbuilt reason why we avoid conflict with the men in our life while we don't want to bring up things that could trigger an argument that's a survival instinct within us. So these conversations never actually happen. Or we get shut down immediately. You know, the eye rolling, the passive aggressive, like, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Or we don't actually present our case in the right way, which is obviously going to result in a hard no. And it's not that he doesn't believe in you. It's not that he doesn't think you can do whatever it is you're trying to do. It's not that he doesn't think you deserve it or are worthy of it. It's just that you've packaged it wrong or you've approached it at the wrong time and sometimes this is because like we don't know any better you don't know how to have this conversation better and sometimes you do know how to do this better but you self-sabotage yourself into staying small by approaching it and trying to get an answer out of him or calling him while he's at work trying to get you know a saying yes to investing ten thousand dollars in coaching you know that's not a conversation he wants to have with his boss over his shoulder so sometimes as women we self-sabotage in that cycle as well so this is time for a lesson in men versus women so i need you to understand this men's brains work differently to women's brains now i love and hate knowing about this because it's really like it does make complete sense when you learn about the difference in men's and women's brains. But also, if you took all of this and flipped it on its head and used this as the, you know, we use this as an excuse for men's behavior sometimes. If we flipped it 180 and used it as an excuse for women's behavior, then you kind of realize how ridiculous it is. But we process success and value in different ways. Okay, men are facts and figures. They like results. They like numbers. They like to see X equals Y. So I put this in or I do this and I get this in return. And I don't blame them because like results are sexy. It's nice to see exactly what you're going to do and exactly what you're going to get for it. But women, we feel success in different ways. So we feel it when, you know, our we get a hug or we get nice words from someone or we just, we go to an event or a training and we have that, we can feel success in the energy in the room or how amazing and confident we feel leaving an event. Whereas they're like, you know, what did you learn out of it? You know, what results have you got out of it? And you're like, oh, it was just the vibe of the thing and it just felt amazing and I can't even explain it. And, you know, so there's this complete disconnect in how you actually are communicating those success and value. But what this all means is that even though we're trying to communicate 
often this is where the communication just completely breaks down. You see, here's the thing. Listen up. Men are born protectors and providers. They don't want to see you get hurt. So they try to protect you. Unfortunately, this is often by telling you it's not a good idea. Are you sure you can do it? Who do you think you are? It's just another thing you're going to try and quit, right? They aren't intentionally setting out like, I'm going to beat this woman down verbally and emotionally till there's nothing left. They hurt you to try and stop you getting hurt in a really messed up way. But hey, welcome to a man's brain. All right. They're just thinking, you know, if I tell her now, you know, I don't think it's a good idea because they might have seen you get hurt previously doing something similar or, you know, they know that you lack a little bit of self-confidence and they're worried that, you know, it's going to crush you down the track. So they'd rather kind of like put a stop to it now to avoid you getting hurt. But it's not because you wouldn't make a good business owner. It's not because you don't have the money or because you haven't selected a good business to start or that you haven't found a good mentor to invest in. It's because you haven't convinced the most important person in this endeavor in your life to get on board with your decision. It's about being on the same page. And when I started to make these shifts, and I mean, I, I did quite a number of years ago. I picked this up really early on with my husband that this is the way I had to go around things for him to kind of understand. I'm super ambitious and he's super passive. Like he'll stay in the same job 20 years, same pay, same nothing, nothing changed. He's totally cool with that. Whereas I'm like very ambitious, very driven, very creative, always doing something new. So I kind of had to figure this out early on in our relationships. So I've been together about... 12 years and I reckon by about year five I kind of nailed how to have these conversations but they are the most important because they, they're going to be your support they're going to if you don't have these conversations early on and sometimes you just like do something it can be it can be brought up later through resentment and distrust and lack of support in other ways so it's time to get on the same page as a wife as a money mindset coach and as a business mentor, I know how important it is for married couples or even just couples together to be in sync when it comes to important decisions, especially when it's around investing in business, investing in self-growth or investing in mentoring or coaching type of things. It's why I absolutely, absolutely insist that as we dig deeper into this self-discovery process, as you're listening to my podcast, as may- maybe we're working together, or you're doing my programs, both hubby and yourself are, you're both part of the conversation, okay? If you're struggling to get your husband's agreement on investing into coaching or programs that can give you tools for an amazing life, then here are some tips that I've put together to help you get on the same page. So you need to consider the setting for your big announcement. So have you ever had your husband try to deliver big news to you just as you were falling asleep? Um, or, you know, you've had a really, really, it's kind of like the sex thing. Like you've got a migraine and he's like, you know, you're spooning and he's like nudging you with your, his dick in your back. And it's like, uh, no, it's all about timing. And as much as we need to teach them about timing, um, we need to be aware of their timing as well. So I know when my husband gets home from the gym first thing in the morning at 6.30 in the morning. He's in a really super alert. He's got all those endorphins. He's feeling really, really good um, after he goes to the gym in the morning. And there's like a half an hour window there where um, 
you know, before he has to start getting ready for work. So he comes home from the gym, hops back into bed, and that's often when we talk because I know he's, you know, really open-minded in a good place. The other thing is Friday afternoons after a big week of work, we usually have a couple of drinks and make some pizzas, pizzas Friday night in our house, dance around the kitchen, and that's when we have some really, really great conversations as well. So you need to pick your timing. Don't call him in the middle of work. Don't grab him two seconds um, as he's leaving out the door. Don't get him to have a deep and meaningful conversation after he's had a crappy day at work. Like the timing is everything. So think about the timing of the conversation. Is there a natural time of the week or the day when you and your spouse are alert and engaged in conversation? And could you plan a date night to discuss it over dinner? Depending on the topic, sometimes it's good to have that out in public. Sometimes it's something you want to have at home. All right, there are some conversations you don't want to have out in public. Not that I've personally been through this, but I had a friend who um, told her partner they were pregnant at a restaurant and he basically just walked up ghosted her and she never saw him again. It was pretty traumatic for her. Um, and so I think that maybe, maybe that was the type of conversation that they would have been better doing at home. You know, it's just, just a timing thing. Picking the right time to open the conversation will go a long way to determining your success. Trust me. Um, and then my second tip is listen. So assuming that you didn't marry someone that's just trying to keep you down and be an asshole, odds are they have some genuine love for you and they have genuine concerns about your decision. So rather than seeing whether or not you can shut the argument down, pay attention to what they actually have to say and and really try not to get defensive in this situation. So is money a concern? Are they concerned about the financial situation, you know, making a commitment? Um, did your spouse have a bad experience in the past? Is there concern about the time commitment? Now, these are all serious things to consider, okay? And it's important if you got, if he said, you know, I'm just worried about money or, um, you know, nope, nope, it's just not a good idea. I've done those things before or, you know, we don't have time for it right now. Instead of just being like, well, yes, we do. And why do you get to golf if I don't get to do X, Y, Z on Sundays? Instead of getting defensive and turning it into an argument, at one end of the scale and the other end of the scale just being like, okay, I understand, I won't, we won't, we don't need to talk about it any further. Why don't you actually try and understand it from his point of view? And so ask more questions in a, in a calm, open-hearted way and say, is money a concern? You know, have you had a bad experience in the past? Or why do you think you feel this way about it? Or are you concerned about the time commitment? Um, when do you think would be a better time? Or could we reassess that, right? You can take notes if you need to, but take these concerns seriously because not only does it make them understand that they are involved and you do value and want their opinion, but it's things that you, you know, it's not completely shutting down the argument as a yes or no answer. It's giving you, you know, things you can do, options you can work through to get to the answer that you want. If you don't have a good answer immediately, work to find some good answers together. Whatever you do, don't just ignore what he says and feels because it's likely that it comes from a genuine place of concern that needs to be addressed before moving forward. Tip number three is to have a game plan. Investing in coaching, starting a business, hiring your first team member, whatever it is, it's new and it's scary and it takes courage so the best way to ensure that your spouse will won't shut down your sorry the best way to ensure that your spouse will shut down your goals of becoming an entrepreneur or hitting a certain level in your business or working with a mind, mindset mentor 
is to present a half-baked idea without any facts or reasons to back up your interest, okay? So this is what I've mentioned about before about the vibes versus actual facts and results. If you're just going on vibes and you're trying to tell him, you know, I want to work um, with this coach because she just makes me feel amazing and this and this and this, he's probably not going to get it. Or he's like, well, why do you want to do with it? What will she offer? What's the program? And you're like, oh, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's this thing and it's great. You can understand that he's going, she's being conned into something. I can't support it, right? So have your facts, have your reasons to back up your interest in whatever it is you're trying to achieve. So why do you want to work with a coach? Why do you want to start or why do you want to grow the business? And can you afford it? Like, look at the figures and then know what happens if it doesn't work? Okay. What happens if it doesn't work? What's the worst thing that can happen? If you've already gone to that place mentally and you've written it down and you've decided, you know, that that's something that you can live with. Um, telling them that you've already thought about that just presents the fact that it's not some um, momentary fleeting interest. Okay. So have a game plan and be open Your initial conversation with your husband doesn't have to be the unveiling of a final presentation, even though I just said, like, have your information there. Um, But what I guess I'm saying is don't get attached to the result with being open. You know, glitter, uh, pie charts and vision boards are not needed for something like this. Sometimes the better the conversation starts with, honey, I want to start looking into getting some mindset and business mentoring because this elevates the need for you to have all the answers up front you're only declaring your intention to explore the idea all right and then it's something you can explore together so you could ask your husband to actually take the journey with you if they're not into it of course you know my husband would rather stick hot forks in his eyes than research facebook ad coaches but you could end up delving into personal growth together perhaps not but certainly they are more likely to get on board with your plans if they're part of the process and feel involved I can't even tell you how many women have signed up to my Money for Mummy program because they have been listening to my four money mindset beliefs webinar with their husband like in the background. They've been in the kitchen cooking and or they've had it on or they've been doing something. It's just been playing in the background or, you know, they've been kind of watching it together and he's been picking up on the webinar as well. And they ended up, he ended up being more open to doing the program to the wife doing the program or to them both doing it together we have a lot of couples that end up doing the program together because they feel involved they feel like they're part of the process and being flexible don't let your conversations hit an impasse just by being stubborn about it and all emotional and defensive when a bit of when a bit of flexibility could get you approval to proceed with confidence and support Is there an upcoming life event that your hubby would like to get past before jumping into a commitment? And this is totally reasonable. When I wanted to work with a business coach, I first inquired on New Year's Eve 2017 and I spoke to my husband about it. It was a big investment for us. We'd never thrown, you know, more than $200 at self-growth and suddenly I was about to transfer a lot of money, thousands of dollars. And he, we had this conversation. He just asked me to wait until the end of the month. Um, He's like, do as much work as you possibly can. We had a big event that we were flying over to Melbourne for, for three days. And he's like, at the end of that event, you can make a decision and I'll support you either way. But I just want you to like, wait until then. So that we know this isn't some new year's Eve midlife crisis, quarter life crisis moment. Right. And so that was his, you know, 
the flexibility. And I either could have gone, oh, well, that's just crap and I'm just going to do it now. And, you know, I wouldn't have had his confidence and support. But by waiting that month, when I transferred those thousands of dollars to my business coach, he was completely on board and supportive with me. So is there a disagreement about your family's financial health? You need to set some financial goal markers that will trigger new phases of the process. So if you want to invest in go and doing maybe the Tony Robbins event and it's you know going to cost you three or $4,000 for a diamond seat, whatever it is, and there's an event happening in April, but there's also one happening in September. And maybe your husband says, you know, I love, I think you should go to this. I know it is really important for you, but... I would like to make sure that, you know, we have enough money or that or that maybe our Christmas shopping is, you know, that we've got money away for that or after tax time, X, Y, Z. Maybe they've got some financial goals to meet. Or maybe, you know, he would like you to be able to pay for it up front. So you can set some financial, you know, goals into place. Like maybe when you've got $5,000 in your oh fuck account if your budgets for something to go wrong maybe then he he's happy for you to go ahead and do something else or maybe it's setting up a savings plan you're going to save five hundred dollars a month and it you'll be able you won't be able to attend this one in april but you'll definitely be able to undergo in one september okay so that's really really great set some financial goal markers if you don't agree on what type of coaching or business you'd be right for simply suggest some more research and ask for his input okay the end result makes it all worth it when you're able to fully step in and approach this new phase, whether it's business, life, mentoring, coaching, whatever it is. If you're able to make these decisions together, you can step into it fully confident of yourself without any resentment or shame or guilt with the support of the person who really means the most to you. How you approach these conversations as well as the intentions you actually set about what you're trying to achieve, this makes all the difference. And I've used all these tips to make sure my husband is always 100% on board with any of my crazy ideas. And yes, some of them are completely crazy. And now it's your turn to step into the brave version of you. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you would like to book in for your free Unlock Your Inner Rich Babe session with me, I still have a few appointments available for this week. All you have to do is send me an email at shona at sexyselfish.com or hit me up with a message via our Facebook page or our Instagram page at sexy underscore selfish to book in your free 30-minute mentoring session with me. If you loved this episode, please subscribe and leave me a little love note by tagging me at sexy underscore selfish. To check out more of the Sexy Selfish podcast or to grab some of my little goodies, head on over to the freebie hub at www.sexyselfish.com. It's totally free and it's jam-packed with hours and hours of content for you. Thank you so much for being here with me today on The Sexy Selfish Show and showing up today to become the best version of you. I'm sure you got so much out of today's episode and I know that I really did as well. If there is someone in your life who would really benefit from hearing this episode and some of the things we shared about, please share it with them right now. It's as easy as just sharing the link and you could literally change someone's life. Remember, it is time to stop delaying your happiness.